Welcome to Where the Lotus Grows, Getting Dirty and Growing Strong with Kimberly Searle and Tanya Drew. As integrative sustainable movement educators and health advocates, our goal is to provide you with evidence-based information gathered from research, experts in the field, and our personal and professional experience to help you advocate for your own health and wellness. Our mission is to collaboratively navigate the thick, muddy waters of life to empower, accept, and cultivate our most authentic selves. Hi, Courageitarians. Welcome back to Where the Lotus Grows. I'm Kimberly Searle. Tanya Drew. Today, we're going to talk about SEVA, creative ways to selfless service when time or resources seem limited. And I apologize ahead of time. I am very quotey again, I think, in this episode. So uh, just the warning you. But SEVA is most often defined as selfless service and... I love this quote. True service is about (laughs) acting in a way that recognizes the humanity in each of us, despite our differences, a way that acknowledges the pain and the strength we share and sees everyone as deserving access to basic human needs. Ultimately, it is our mutuality that will allow us to all to heal. Hala Kyori. So when we engage in selfless service, we may experience reduction of emotional disturbance, greater longevity, stress reduction, improved morale, increased self-confidence and self-esteem, better health and pain reduction, and a greater sense of overall happiness. I love that. So I have to say, we did discuss this a little bit before because I was like, you know, you hijacked my topic. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, as I was starting to type in my notes and I was like, oh, Kim's already got notes in this part of the doc. That's interesting because this was the one I thought I was doing. Minus the quote, people, because that's Kim's thing. <laughs> we we literally had, you know, defining SIVA and what it does for people as how to start out this conversation. So we had exactly the same thing. So I was like, well, I'm not even going to type anything in here because Kim covered it all. Really finding creative ways for selfless service, for me, it's important for all of those things, of course, to reduce stress and to make me feel better. But giving back is just super important because of all, you know, people have selflessly served me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like that's the phrase, the giving back is the phrase. I think it's a really great way to generate good karma. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of the reason why we wanted to talk about this today is to really talk about how to do it because not everybody can, you know, write that check Mm -hmm. to charity. Not everybody can make that donation monetarily and not everybody has the time to volunteer in conventional ways. Well, there are traditional ways of giving, you know, feed the hungry, nurse the sick, Comfort the afflicted, lighten the sorrow of the sorrowful, clothe the naked, educate the illiterate, and shelter the poor. And as a child, I was the only child for six years, and I was blessed enough to have grandparents and great-grandparents for most of my life. And, you know, I was very spoiled with things. And my parents started with me very young, about the beginning of December, end of November, I was allowed to keep three toys 
the rest of the toys needed to be cleaned up, put together, all the pieces found. And my parents would, you know, put them together in nice little packages and we would donate it to someone that maybe wasn't going to have Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so that still is with me today. You know, fall, I get into the saying of I need to shed things. What can I give to make room for abundance? We literally just did this with my son because there's a toy drive for Christmas Uh that uh, our local early Head Start participates in and every year we go through and okay what's gently used and not broken Mm -hmm. that is in no longer of service to you that's going to make another child happy we literally just they're in my car right now boxed up and ready (laughs) to go I stopped in and the lady wasn't there so I mean even in undergrad I I would do my own clothing coat Mm -hmm. drive and drop it off at the home and you know, I remember sitting there one time and eating lunch and seeing someone walk around in clothes that I knew that I had just donated. And I was always surprised at how grateful um, people were able to come out and, you know, help me unload my car and and things of that. There's a John Hopkins uh, professor, John L. Holland, and he has a description of social personality types. So social individuals are humanistic idealistic and responsible and concerned with the welfare of others. They enjoy participating in group activities and helping, training, healing, counseling, or developing others. They're generally focused on human relationships and enjoy social activities and solving interpersonal problems. Social types seek opportunities to work as part of a team, solve problems through discussions, and utilize interpersonal skills but may avoid activities that involve systematic use of equipment or machines because they generally enjoy working with people. They communicate in a warm and tactful manner and can be persuasive. They view themselves as understanding, helpful, cheerful, and skilled in teaching, but lack a mechanical ability. They preferred work environments of a social type that encourages teamwork and allows to significant interaction with others. And typical social and careers include teachers, counselors, social workers. So they will rarely be rich, but they will have more uh, likely to be happy and healthy. And Holland describes modern occupations in his six vocational types, which are were realistic, artistic, social, enterprising, investigative, and conventional. So what do you think? Do you think our profession falls more into the social category? Oh, absolutely. Like as you were kind of listing that off, I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's us. First of all, the teachers, the givers, Mm -hmm. the sharers of knowledge, like that we love information and we love to then pass that information on connection with people. You like to call yourself a serial fixer, like the idea of how can I help you? And yeah, we're not the richest profession and most of us aren't. Most teachers and helpers and social workers are not the wealthiest. But I also think that as our lifestyles are changing, as things are becoming more and more automated, as jobs that were once required by people to do are being less and less required by people to do, people in social fields are actually going to be more and more necessary. 
because this is the one way that <laughs> differentiates us from the robots that are eventually, you know, the AI that's going to eventually take over. <laughs> um, this is the one way that we can be connected and the one way that we can give back, right? Is through that social work for lack of a better, you know, the, the mechanical and the hands-on and not negating any value there. I'm not marginalizing it. But this form of worker, this form of sharer, this form of educator, I think is going to become more and more necessary mm-hmm. in our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I've been at trainings where we're taught, I think it was University of Michigan that came up with the VAC test, visual auditory kinesthetic. And, you know, you learn that style so that when you're teaching your clients, you, you know, you can identify what type of learner they might be and, and give them cues appropriately. But I had noticed in our profession that most teachers tend to be visual and kinesthetic learners. So this was a, a different way for me to look at Seva as, oh, you know, the personality type of being more social, because I, I think of myself as an introvert. So then social doesn't seem <laughs> right. It seems counterintuitive, but yeah. really being, and we just another side joke for our listeners uh, from the Myers-Briggs side of things. Um, that is the only place where you and I differ. We are the same Myers-Briggs types, except Kimberly is introverted and I am extroverted. <laughs> Otherwise we're the same on the same page. And we are the teachers and yes. we are the the leaders. But yeah, I think when you hear the word social, you immediately like, oh, well, that's not me. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is you. And very much the other way around too. I think extroverted people fit into this category nicely as well. And not necessarily because of that, because it's always about the connection, but it's about the other components as well. Mm-hmm. So I definitely appreciate that. And these are all positions of service. Right. Right. All right. So guys, here comes some more quotes. So Ooh, bear with me. Fire them out. <laughs> Acts 20, 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. John F. Kennedy. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And Ram Dass always, right? Helping out is not some special skill. It is not the domain of rare individuals. It is not confined to a single part of our lives. We simply need to the call of the natural impulse. Breathing and flow is where it leads us. So how do we make uh, Siva, Seva part of everyday life? How do you, so for us, it's part of our, profession. Mm-hmm. We're built in, you know, sharing knowledge, uh, lending a helping hand, using what we have to give back. But what other ways do you give? You can stand in line at the coffee shop. You can buy the next person's coffee. I travel on a toll road to see my parents and I've pulled up before and they're like, you're already been paid for. So oh, how um, nice. yeah, isn't that nice? I've gone to a local health food store and that I know sometimes they let people put things on account that can't pay for things. Mm -hmm. And I've been blessed with some money that I wasn't expecting. And I've gone in and said, you know, I'd like to pay off someone's food bill today. Nice. You can read to your child or an elder person. You can help someone in the grocery store, you know, get something off that top shelf if they're struggling to with a bag. Uh, I was having a rough day 
uh, at Costco getting studio supplies not too long ago. And this, this woman uh, saw me struggling and she just walked over and she said, I really would like to return your cart for you to the cart thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, thank you so much. Uh, I have a client that walks dogs at the local shelter. I bring in my neighbor's garbage cans sometimes, take out a little bit of extra uh, food over from my garden to neighbors that might need it. So, um, no, what, are, what are your ideas? Well, so similarly, um, <laughs> yesterday actually at the Whole Foods here in Ann Arbor, I was pulling into a parking spot and there was a cart that was kind of in the way and I wasn't going to hit it, but I definitely had to kind of turn the wheel a little extra to avoid it. And the guy getting into his car right next to me just moved it. But I always think when I go and put my cart away and I put it in the cart corral and now, um, I don't know about our listeners, but we have large carts and small carts yes. where, <laughs> where we live, <laughs> taking the time to put the small cart in with the small carts, the large cart in with the small carts, maybe even fixing it yes. for the cart person <laughs> really quick. But just taking the time to put that back can be a big thing. I, it's a silly little thing, but it's a big thing. My big way that started when I was pretty young, just out of high school, and I was very broke. And I wanted to give to charity and I wanted to contribute to things. And I really felt like I had nothing, you know, when you're searching for change and the cushions of the couch. I joined the, the Red Cross and became a regular blood donor because I was like, oh, this is something that I was a, a blood transfusion recipient when I was a child. It was something that saved me. And it's something that I can give back with, I mean, it takes an hour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's something with an hour of my time that I can give back in every, you know, every pint of your blood say it goes to three different people. So that was one of my big ways of, you know, how can I give back in a way that doesn't cost me yeah. financially. So my dad's a big uh, blood donor. Being a blood donor was big for me. Donations. I always, we're going to talk about in a future episode, uh, decluttering and kind of keeping things neat and tidy and getting rid of things that no longer serve you and maybe following a more minimalist path. When I do that, I almost always just donate my things. There are times when, you know, yes, I could sell this clock and that's important. And, you know, maybe make a little money back or give it to somebody that I know would appreciate it just as much as I did. But for the most part, I find a greater sense of satisfaction in giving away things, in taking things to the Salvation Army and donating them versus, you know, sitting in my yard on a hot day selling things for a quarter a piece. Yeah, yeah. You know, I really felt like that's one of the ways that I like to give back. And then I am blessed to be able to volunteer my time. So last year, my son requires some extra help at school with a physical condition. And so I went up there at lunch every day to assist him. And then when I was done, I just stayed for the rest of the hour and volunteered in the lunchroom. And I felt like it was great because I got to hang out with a bunch of kindergartners all day. And there's <laughs> absolutely nothing better than spending an hour of your day with some kindergartners. But also, I felt like it was my selfless service. I was giving back to the kids, but also to the lunch ladies and the other aides who could always use an extra hand on the playground and in the lunchroom. 
So I think that people can find creative ways, ways that might already fit in with things that they're already doing. Yes. And I, I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but our local United Way, if you call there, they have a list of places to volunteer that you can get a, a list from very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I, uh, you and I have both discussed, you know, we volunteer our yoga teaching and some of our skills to different places. So mm-hmm. every year I do a little something for the early Head Start staff and a little something for the early Head Start children. So just once a year, I mean, it's two hours of my time that I get to give to a government funded program that gets in-kind donations that match my donation. And then my favorite way to give back that is absolutely 100% free is to just compliment somebody. Mm-hmm. If somebody's got a new haircut, if somebody's got a shirt that you like, if somebody's got a cool smile, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just tell them. Don't keep it to yourself. Take the time. It's 100% free to do that. And you're... um you're filling your own bucket, so to speak, along with somebody else's. Yeah. If somebody's serving me, I always try to say something back that's nice to them because I feel like, you know, especially like if you just are going and ordering your coffee, right? I feel like people don't make that human connection. It's just like, here's what I want and they move on. So I always try to to bring something. Their face just lights up and they actually make eye contact with you and um, well, and we've been that person. Yeah. You know, I was the convenience store clerk that people barked at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, when you go out of your way to then kind of return that favor and smile at that person or make a comment or make them laugh. Yeah. Like, you know, I love to go to the movies and uh, I sneak in my little gluten-free snack that you eat with me, but I always, you know, get a glass of wine to take in. And the other day I, I took a moment to get to know the bartender and learn about his wife and his family and that they like to do camping and hikes and, um, you know, just to make that connection that of this person that I see a couple of times a month uh, to get to know a little bit about them. I love that too. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that um, sharing and everything is love and Siva is the art of giving where everyone involves receives and Seva is a life preserver that keeps your spiritual head above water and helps others stay afloat. That's very pretty. I like that. So be sure to check the show notes because that's where Kim reprints all of her quotes for people <laughs> who want to, who are just as quotey and fun with her resources and I think we should give a shout out, since we're talking about Seva, of where we're actually recording in Ann Arbor today. Oh, yeah. I, I almost forgot. And now I had it right before and pregnancy brain is stealing it from me. We're at an Airbnb. We are at an Pine Airbnb. Valley. It's Pine Valley, but I'm trying to think of Cozy Pines. That's Cozy what it is. Pines. So um, thank you, Noni. Cozy Pines, your home is beautiful. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you for letting a couple of podcasters meet <laughs> in the middle, kind of between the two places that we travel from to enjoy our time today and to be able to get together for the weekend. Yeah. And she sent us to a great breakfast spot. Was it Morgan in York that we went Morgan to? Morgan in York. That we went shout to out to morning. them as well. We're just going to give shout outs all over the place to wonderful places. Yeah. Delicious breakfast. And she's a, she's a healer as well. Coffee. She may, she may end up 
coming on as one of our guest yeah. speakers. So yeah. for all you Patreon contributors, <laughs> there may be an extra interview where we're going to uh, learn a little bit more about the art of Hawaiian massage. So we'll we'll get into that. But thank you so much for Cozy Pines. And if you're in the Ann Arbor area and you need a great little sweet Airbnb to stay at, this place is beautiful and we love it. And um, then look her up and find her there. As always, we want to hear from you. So what ways do you selflessly serve when resources are tight and you can't always donate financially? What other ways do you give back? What does that mean to you? And I don't know, I'd love to get even more creative. I'd love to hear some more ways that we can help each other out. Additionally, continue to take care of each other out there. (laughs) And go ahead, if you'd like to selflessly serve us and give us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for listening to Where the Lotus Grows. Join us in further conversations. We believe that you bring valuable knowledge to this community. You can find us at wherethelotusgrows.com, where the lotus grows on Instagram and Facebook, or Twitter, where the lotus G1, because we were not on top of that one. Remember that though we are professionals in our field, the topics discussed and or advice given is general information and not intended to treat or diagnose. Please seek the guidance of a medical, integrative health, bodywork, or yoga therapy professional for a full evaluation. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate us on iTunes or your preferred podcast platform.